With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The panel. All right, it is uh, 10.27 here on SENZ. Mornings with Ian Smith. Thanks to Brandt, your local John Deere equipment supplier. And uh, today... Uh, Friday, we have gone for an all Tauranga panel. It is Lavina Good. How are you, Lavina? Damn, I love Sam Ackerman. I really, really do. But I've been lying to you for years about it being a beautiful day in Tauranga and it's pissing down with rain. <laughs> and I can't lie because Sam's also a bay boy. Yeah. It's Sammy Ackerman but, with but, us. But, I'm a bay boy too, Liv- and I would have gone. Would have gone with you. And like we need to steer Ricardo, yeah, right? I mean, he's, he, last, have, like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know how to process the truth if he got it. <laughs> no, we should have had a plan. Next time. Next time. Next time. Hey, uh, there's something that's come through uh, this morning, which is interesting, and I think it, it changes the landscape of uh, televised sport in New Zealand. With Spark Sport announcing that they uh, come sort of mid-year, uh, pretty much shutting up shop. Uh, TVNZ have announced that they've picked up the cricket. We know F1 uh, is now going to be direct with the F1 website. Um, Sam, uh, start with you on this, mate. How did you take that news? And, I mean, Sky must be laughing, right? Yeah, well, and and the, the, the commentary coming out of, of um, Sparks about saying how it's a difficult uh, landscape and then the, and the rights the, the rights to uh, go, up, go up and up and it's really hard to forward Sky and going, you know, no shit, Sherlock. Of course, this is not. A, if it was an easy game, everyone would be in it, and and they've gone through plenty of uh, troughs along the way. But uh, it, it, it's a shame that the monopoly will um, will return because um, I don't know how much the likes of TVNZ and, and Discovery will end up bidding for um, sports in general. I think that the um, the events like the World Cups of of major note and the Olympics and Com Games they'll still be you know up for everyone trying to get their hands on and working out how there's a free to wear element with it, but um, it was nice to see a, a bit of competition, and Spark in their defence after a, a stumbly start to that first World Cup and the Rugby World Cup in 2019 did a really good job uh, with a lot of what they did and you'll know Ricardo that football fans were very impressed with what they did with uh, the Premier League to the point that Sky got hammered when it came back there saying well hang on Spark was offering a better service than you guys are as far as being able to watch from the start and Sky you know, subsequently caught up, but they uh, they helped move the, uh, the, the landscape forward provide a different style of uh, of commentary um, as well along the way. So I think it's been a uh, they've been been good to the landscape. It's uh, unfortunate, and not as in, there's about fifty odd people that work for Spark Sport who uh, won't be um, taken over or just transferred it, um, to TVNZ too. So it's a pretty pretty awful uh, way to head into Christmas, knowing that sometime next six months the gig you've got's not going to um, be there. But um, it, it's great for New Zealanders that cricket will be free to wear. Uh, and uh, TVNZ um, just they can't they just simply can't hide anything behind a paywall because there will be all kinds of uh, ruckus about the uh, state broadcaster making you pay to uh, pay to view. So uh, great for cricket, and I think that will lead to um, uh, a different style of um, of support for the Black Caps. That people will actually be you know rather than just talking about results, get a chance to watch more, and people who wouldn't normally watch get into it. So there's there's definitely some uh, some positives come from that side of it, but. 
I do feel for those affected by uh, at Spark right now. Yeah, no, that's well said. Uh, Lavina, we obviously have seen TV3 uh, this year pick up the uh, the Rugby uh, World Cup, the Women's Rugby World Cup, and have great success with that. They they ticked off all sorts of metrics. They couldn't get to happen with the men's game anywhere. Um, while it's sad to see Spark, you know, sort of bow out, do you think that there will be more step up to the plate now? TV is such a funny place, isn't it? Five years ago, everyone was saying the way forward, the way forward is streaming. It's the way forward. And now everything is about to change again. But I think one thing we picked up out of the Rugby League World Cup, especially with the, the women's coverage and also the Rugby World Cup as well on TV3, is the more that you can uh, televise and the more communities can watch, the more kids you'll see getting out there and playing the sport. And I think that's one thing that could be a real positive coming out of this. I really feel sorry for the staff. I, I agree with Sam. As soon as I got the email this morning from Spark Sport announcing it, I, I thought of lots of colleagues of mine that would be going through a really nervous stage as they head into Christmas. But 3D Air is the way forward. And if you spoke to half the people about the Rugby World Cup coverage with the Blackburns, most of them would have said, we watched the free-to-air coverage on television. Yep. And because of that, my daughters are now playing rugby. So, yeah, onwards and upwards, I think. And, yeah, it, it's such a strange place because five years ago we all thought in the industry that it was all going free to air and that's changing again now. So watch this space. The landscape is there. It's been set and it'll be great to have the cricket free to air. And Melody Robinson, who is uh, Wahini and is the TVNZ Sports Manager, will be rubbing her hands together and I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah fantastic call. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that. Nice, nice work, Lavina. This is the panel. We'll be back after the latest in news and sport. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. 26 away from 11. Lavina Good, Sam Ackerman with us on the panel. Uh, Black Ferns, uh, Lavina, yesterday Portia Woodman had voiced her support for Alan Bunting to take over the head coaching duties. Uh, I think there are a few options there. Uh, I, I know that uh, Wes was an option. I, I think there's a few people that thought maybe, uh, if, if for nothing else other than metrics, then, then uh, Whitney Hanson maybe as well. I mean, how do you see it going? I wasn't surprised. That, I mean, I've heard I've heard around the traps that um, Mr. Bunting would would put his uh, hat in the ring, which isn't surprising. I mean, it, it's a, a great opportunity now for any rugby coach across the country. I don't think I'm in a position, actually, Ricardo uh, or Sam, to come out and say who I think would be the very best um, coach for the women. But one thing I would like to say is that the women's game has changed so much over a couple of decades since they were first allowed to play in the World Cup. And uh, when Wayne Smith was first allocated that coaching role, I thought that was a mistake initially. I thought they've just got some old geezer that's about to retire to try and fix up an old mess until I interviewed him. And he told me how passionate and how wonderful these women were and how proud he was to be in charge of them. And then I chatted with the players and they said that he he was just a remarkable coach and and brought the best out in him. Um, I don't know who's the best person for the job, but I really do hope that a couple of wahine, including Whitney Hanson, decide to put their hat in the ring as well. And it is well considered by uh, New Zealand rugby because it's quite a role at the moment, just a few years before they get a chance to defend their title. And they are the darlings at the moment of rugby here in this country. So let's hope there's lots of applicants and the opportunity is there both for men and women to try and be the leader of this team that really is on the pinnacle of their rugby at the moment, world champions, yeah. 
let's hope there's loads that decide to go for it. Yeah. What about, what about you, Sam? I mean, do you think that this is going to come internally from the people that worked under Wayne, or do you think they will look outside that? I would be shocked if, uh, given the circumstances of bringing um, Wayne Smith in for a year and knowing that there was there was just this uh, hit for that, while they had the World Cup in mind and bringing things back on track, it, 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 there's been a lot of decisions by New Zealand rugby that have surprised me that it shouldn't have uh, this year. But uh, the, the, surely when they're making these appointments, they were thinking, this is the guy who's going to get us out of this mess and the people who will be part of taking it forward. It was never a secret that this is just going to be a, a short term with Wayne Smith, so I'd be shocked if uh, they win in the mix somewhere um, and obviously uh, the, the regard that uh, Whitney Henson has held in uh, I think is really important. If this is not her time, um, it's, she also may not think that it's her time, but to be, let's be clear, she may not be thinking she wants to take over the head coaching role just yet. Who knows? Um, but I certainly think if it's not Whitney Henson, then somebody else uh, another uh, one of the, the leading lights uh, of the women in uh, New Zealand rugby should be being um, brought along in one of those advisory uh, uh, high coaching roles with with the intention of taking over, just like we've seen successfully from Steve Hansen from uh, Sir Graham Henry. Um, I think a mould like that should be set up. So, yeah, but Alan Bunting's credentials are definitely um, ones that are going to put him very high in the, uh, in the pecking order, in my opinion. And I think that's uh, one of the big elements that's uh, been the turnaround for the Black Ferns was culture, coming from the Glenmore era to the Wayne Smith era. And culture, I think, will play a huge part on that. Uh, and Alan Bunting's proven that with the uh, Black Ferns Sevens. Uh, and with the Chiefs as well, and Super Rugby Albuquerque. So I'm, I, I, I'm a fan of his work uh, and his approach to it as well, so uh, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed to see uh, his name um, top of the picking order, but a lot to consider about going forward, and then the selection needs to have um, a lot of steps to drag that forward. We've seen that in New Zealand Rugby League, we've had coaches get picked, and assistant coaches uh, go with them, and then suddenly a coaching change comes, but that momentum build for the rest never amounts to anything. I'd hate that to be the case mm. uh, with the situation. Yep, no, no, that's uh, that's fair. I, I, I tend to agree with you on the, on the bunting situation. Uh, you, you mentioned coaches. Uh, well, we should look at the Helberg nominations. They came out uh, yesterday and coach of the year uh, is interesting um, in terms of who is up and um, where we're looking. I mean, I think Wayne Smith is obviously going to get a lot of eyeballs considering what he did in just a year with that team. But also, you know, uh, Tommy Pyatt, the skiing, free skiing um, coach as well with our, our uh, Winter Olympic success uh, and Sean Thompson in there as well. Uh, Lavina, wh- what are you thinking about these nominations? What stood out for you? This no sport stands out for me. Mm. I, I was fortunate enough to be in um, Beijing and witnessing um, our young athletes for the first time in 70 years m- make sure that they um, stood on the pedestal and um, receiving lots of accolades and you know, it's just such a sport which is contested internationally and we've never, never really been dominant on the world scene. So when it comes to Nico Porteous um, and also Zoe zadowski Senate, I, I reckon that I'd, I'd really like them to be considered for those Sports People of the Year award. And I wouldn't even mind if they did a clean a clean sweep when it comes to the Halberg Awards. It would be really good if someone received an accolade in this country out, outside of rugby. And um, I know Wayne Smith picked up the Coach of the Year at the recent Rugby Awards, and so did Demand. And I just really feel as though the snow sports have an opportunity to receive true recognition and acknowledgement for what they achieved um, at an international level, not at a Commonwealth Games or a, or a World Championship level, to go off to the Winter Olympics and stand at the top of the podium. 
I say snow sports all the way for the Halbergs, mate. There you go. There's one for you. Snow sports all the way for the Halbergs. What do you think, Sam? I mean, it does look to me, particularly in the Sports Woman of the Year, hard to go past Zoe Sadowski's in it. Yeah, it's the, it, I've been a judge in the past, and, and the big thing that's uh, drilled home is, is achievement um, and, and top achievement in a pinnacle event. And uh, for uh, the snow sport team, it's the Winter Olympics. There is no higher pinnacle um, for what they can achieve uh, than what that is. Now, you can argue the same thing for, obviously, the uh, the women's uh, rugby winning the World Cup. It's the highest possible point, too, so that's definitely going to come into consideration. But it should be uh, a comfortable one. Um, there's there's no way they'll miss out on the finalists. And for those unaware of how it works, the, the long list at the moment, basically, if your sporting organisation or somebody puts at your... Um, puts an athlete forward, they essentially make this long list. So, uh, you know, who's in it now? Um, you know, it's great to see some of these other names uh, getting um, recognised and get a chance to uh, be thrown out in, in conversation uh, along the way as well. So it's not just talking about the uh, the stars of this world. But look, you can, you can bet that the Halberg judges are still going to put the likes of Dame Lisa Carrington to the final. Lydia Coe, after her year, um, absolutely should be a finalist and will be, to me, the, the only competition to um, Zoe Zdowski Skinner that I'd really consider, despite, I don't mean any um, disrespect to, uh, to Rojo Dement on that. It's just, I, I, I've never been a fan of, uh, unless somebody is just out and out the best player in the world in that sport to the heads and shoulders, then sure, but at a, at a team sport. But I'm, I agree um, that the, uh, the the winter athletes should be looked at for sportsman and sportswoman of the year. Just on coach as well, I actually reckon one of the best candidates isn't there. Uh, and I reckon that's Brendan McCullum. He qualifies as a New Zealander coaching at international level. And what he's achieved as a coach this year has been mind-blowingly good. Obviously, no one in New Zealand cricket was going to uh, nominate him, but uh, it can be nominated internally as well. As well, I, I would have thought that... Um, it, I'm not surprised he's not there, but I, I think he goes down as uh, one of, if not the coach of the year for uh, a New Zealander in international sport this year. That's a great call. That's a great call, Sam. Hadn't even considered that, but well, well spotted. That's why you get paid the big bucks on the panel, mate. Um, before I let you both go... Oh, wait, 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 was paychecks? You guys are a few, <laughs> few months behind. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, just a couple, just a couple. Um, I've got to ask, uh, the FIFA World Cup final Monday morning, France, Argentina, who have you got? Lavina. Uh, uh, for me, definitely Argentina. I'm a Messi fan without a doubt. Anyone at 35 years of age that can play like he's 25 years of age and almost step around, you know, any opposition that try and defend him, I've got a soft spot for them. I don't think, when was the last time they won it? 86 or something? 86 was the last time they won it, yep. Yeah, last time they won it. And and the Frenchies are going for back-to-back, which doesn't happen too often either. But, yeah, I've been... I've been cheer. I put money on Brazil at the start of the tournament, and I didn't have a lot of coin to win on that because they were favourites. But ever since watching just about every game, I've got a soft spot for Messi and the Argentinians. So I really hope that they go all the way. And I've got a couple of Argentinian mates that um, come around and know how to party. All they do is eat meat and drink. So they're my favourite people on earth. And uh, I fancy celebrating with them. So I'm going for the argy bargies for sure. All right, Sam's waiting for the invite for that one. Who have you got, Sam? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll bring the croissants just to um, to round it out for you. Uh, no, no, I, 
I reckon um, that there's not a casual fan out there um, that unless they are French or has a particular reason to really dislike Argentina that wouldn't be going for um, Argentina on this because they are Lionel Messi is uh, not only you know the player of of a generation if not the player of a generation of all time in the eyes of some he's also managed to be generally a player that you, uh, that non football fans don't look at and go what a pillock. Yeah, like this, but it's been, Cristiano Ronaldo has got a lot of people rolling eyes over the years, and it's been the same with a lot of footballers. But he's got a little bit of that Richie McCaw to him, if you know what I mean. That kind of universal respect. He doesn't he doesn't jump around like a pork chop. He doesn't say or do things that really kind of throw him into this um, into this prima donna category. So I'll be going for Argentina. My boy will uh, as well. He's um, he's got his Argentina shirt already ready to go. So um, he's really conflicted though, because his name's Bo, which is a French word. No. So he's very. He's, he, he, as far as he's concerned, he can't lose. But Ricardo, I, I know that you'll be going for the French uh, just because they knocked out the English for you. Is that right? No, no, no. I want Argentina to win as well, mate. To be fair, so there you go. So there you go. And uh, just uh, finally, Chris has texted through. Please ask these two how pleased they are that Bay of Plenty won the interprovincials in golf last weekend. That's all that matters. Well, that's we, all that matters in the Bay of Plenty, and that's why the sun has come out because of that victory. So it's sun shining in the Bay of Plenty now. Yeah, since we've been on the phone, it's just all the clouds parted. It's phenomenal, actually. No, but look, we, it's it's title town. I don't I don't know what I don't know what other people tell you, but the the, the champions of sport, uh, they come from down this way. All black captains, uh, the former test captains now of the cricket team. We we punch well above our weight, and what a surprise! Another championship. Well done to the golfers. Yeah, there you go. The sailors from out of there as well. Title town. You called it, Sam and Lavina, two absolute champions on the panel with us today. Go well. Have a great weekend, guys. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cheers. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you guys too.